With Hashem's assistance, we're learning Gittin Daf Ayin, page 70. We begin about five lines in Amr Shmuel. Shmuel says, Someone who gets struck by a Persian spear. So what they used to do is they used to take these spears and dip them in poison. So he's not going to be able to live. In the meantime, what should you do? Give him fatty meat, a gumra that has been roasted on coals, and strong wine. This will give him enough strength to live a little longer and be able to give over his final will to his family. Rav Yidi Bar Avin says, Someone who swallows a bee, He's not going to be able to live. In the meantime, and you give him to drink some strong vinegar. After the he might live a little longer and be able to give his final will to his family. Rishuban Levi says, says, If someone eats the flesh of an ox along with turnips, and sleeps out in the open under the moon, either on the 14th or the 15th day of the su- after the summer solstice, he'll be gripped with this disease called Achilu. We're going to see what that is soon. Tana, we learned in Abraisa, whoever overindulges fills his stomach up with anything, he'll also get this sickness. Papa, Papa says, Afilu mitamri. Even if a person eats dates, Pshita, the Gemara asks, of course, obviously, what is Rapapa adding? We would have thought, since Mar said, Tamri, Misavon, dates satisfy a person, they warm a person's body, they make a person loose, and they give a person strength, and even though they're sweet, Rashi says, nevertheless, they don't make a person into mafunik, to be overly, overly finicky. You might have thought that since they're so healthy and they have such advantages that perhaps if you overeat on them it's still not bad so it's going to teach you it doesn't matter how good it is whatever you overindulge in it's going to have a bad effect on your body my achilu what is this sickness called achilu it's fire in the bones my what does that mean again this means fire in the bones it's not like some kind of ailment where you have inflamed bones or something is you feel inflammation my asute, what's its cure? Amar Abayabai says, Amarli Aim, my stepmother said to me, Kulu Shakaini, all of the all of the things that you're going to drink, tracer. So you have a three day prescription or a seven day prescription or a twelve day prescription of a But this one, no, you keep drinking, you keep taking it until you get completely cured. Kulu Shakaini, all of the things that you're gonna drink, Aliba Rekana. You drink them on a empty stomach. The high basad the for this what you do is first you eat and you drink, you relieve yourself. Enough if you go out, you clean off your hands, and you bring a handful of shasisa de talfechi, which is some kind of lentil flour that's made into some kind of food, and you bring a handful of old wine, and you mix them together, together, and you eat them, and then you wrap the person in sheets, and you allow him to sleep, and don't wake him up until he wakes up on his own. Basically, what you're doing is you want him to sweat a lot, so you cover him up. Up, and the sweat is going to take out all his sickness. And when he gets up, they take away these sheets that were upon him. And if it doesn't work, do the whole thing over. Amr Leilio, Rabbi Nassim, Elio said to the following to over to Rabbi Nassim. When you eat, so fill up your stomach only a third with food, one third with drink, and leave over a third of your stomach's capacity. So that if you get angry, so it will just fill you up because when a person gets angry, so it fills up his stomach. If he doesn't leave that space, so his stomach could burst. 
A person who does not want to get any kind of sickness in his stomach, he should be accustomed to dipping his bread in some kind of dip, both in the summer and in the winter. And something of food or a meal that a person enjoys a lot, he should not uh, be too involved in that because it could hurt his stomach. A person who has to relieve himself should not hold himself back. Says, a person who drinks this horrible wine, it's called white wine, so he'll be, he'll be seized by weakness. It's a certain kind of sickness called vitach, vitach which makes a person weak. says, There are 60 different types of wines. The best of them all is it's a red wine, which has a very nice smell. The worst of them all is this white wine that we, we mentioned that's a very bad wine. Amar of Yehuda, or Yehuda says, Haiman the Yosef Bitzfarni Nisan, a person who sits in the mornings of Nisan, Gabe Nura, by the fire, Vishayf Mashcha, and he rubs on himself oil, Vinafik, he goes out, Yosef Shimshon sits in the sun, Achaz de Vitak, so he's also going to be seized by the sickness of weakness. Tanarabon, we learned in Abraisa, Hik is dumb, if a person let blood, Vishimesh Mitasin, and then had relations with his wife, Havilai Bunim Vitkin, so the child that's born because of that union, the child is going to be weak. Hikizu Shneim, if both of them had bloodletting at the time, Vishim and they had relations, so they have children who are even more weak. This is only speaking about if you didn't eat anything between the bloodletting and having relations. But if you did eat something in between, less than but there's no issue. Rabbi Barafuna says, A person who comes from his travels, and he directly goes and has relations with his wife, so his children also will be weak. A person who comes back from the bathroom, he shouldn't have relations with his wife until he waits the amount of time it takes to walk, walk half a mil, which is somewhere about a mile. Because the demon that was there in the bathroom with him, so it accompanies him. So he has to wait a certain amount of time until that demon goes away. And if he does indeed have relations, so he has children who have epilepsy, heaven forbid. We learned that Abraham Shamish Mitasai Ma'umad if someone has relations with his wife while he's standing up, Khazda Avis, so he's seized with muscle spasms. Meyushav, if a person has relations while he's sitting, Khazda Delaria, so he's seized with delirium. He milamalavahu milamata, if let's say she's on top and he's on bottom, Again, he is seized by a delirium. Really, in halacha, you're supposed to have the man on top, the woman on bottom, that's the best thing to do. If you want to know about other things, ask your local Orthodox rabbi. My deliria, what is this thing, delirium? I'm going to be Shuban Levi. Rabbi Shuban Levi says, actually the question here is going to be clear that the question is, what is the way of fixing this? How do we fix this? Sam deliria dardera. That if you want to, if you want to know what the cure for this delirium is, it's dardera. My dardera. What is this dardera? I'm rabbi. Abai says, Marika de Chuchi. It's the saffron that grew amongst the thorns. Rapapa alis ubalale. Rapapa. So he would chew it and then swallow it. Rapapi. However, Rapapi alis vishalile. So he would chew it and spit it out. I'm rabbi. Abai says, Misha ina bakibedach er. It's a person who no longer has his normal abilities to have relations. Lacey shlesha kfizi kurtimi dechayichi. He should bring three. Revises of saffron, which actually Rashi says grew in a field that was fertilized by sheep dung. And he should chop it up and then cook it up in wine. And drink it. That remedy was what returned me to my youthful abilities.
are three things that weaken a person's power. And these are they. Pachad, a person who is fearful about the future. Derech, a person who is traveling. And a person sins. Pachad, we see this in regards to fear of the future, as the verse says, My heart is surrounded by fears. My, my strength has left me. Derech, we see travel, it's true as well. As the verse says, My strength ebbed as I traveled. We see that it's true in regards to iniquity, as the verse says, My strength was subdued by my sins. There are three things that weaken a person's body, and these are they. If a person is eating while he's standing, or drinking while he's standing, or if he has relations with his wife while he's standing. There are five things that if a person does, it brings him closer to death than to life, and these are they. Ochal va'amad, if a person eats and then immediately stands. Shasa va'amad, if a person drinks and then immediately stands. Hikizdam va'amad, if a person bloodlets and immediately stands. Yashin va'amad, if a person gets up right away when he wakes up from his sleep. Shimish mitasai va'amad, if a person has relations and immediately gets up. So those five things are not healthy, so try not to do them. There are six things if a person does them in succession, so he'll die immediately. And these are they. person who comes from his travels, Venisi again, he's very tired, that's number one. He kisses them, then he goes and he bloodlets. Venichnas and he goes and he sweats in the sweat house, meaning the public bath. Veshasa Venishtaker, and he drinks and he gets drunk. Veyashinagavikarka, then he goes to sleep on the ground. Veshimeshmitasai, and he has relations with his wife. So if you do these things, person will die. Amr Biyachanan Vahushasan Kisidrim Biyachanan says you have to do these in order. Amr Abayi Kisidrim Mays, if you do it in order, says Abayi, a person will die. Shalai Kisidrim Chalash, but if you do them out of order, a person will just get very weak. Aini, is that so? Vaha Mu'uras Avdalei Avda Tlas Minayu, there's this woman named Mu'uras that she had her slave do three of these things, Umis, and the guy died. Ahu Kachashava, so Gemara answers, no, that guy was a weak guy, that's why he died after doing three of them. Shmoina, there are eight things. Ruben Kasha, Umiutin Yafe. If you do it too much, it's bad. But if you do it a little bit, it's actually good. Veiluhain, and these are Derech, person travels. Vederech Eretz, person has relations. Oishir, having wealth. Umalacha, and working. Yayin, drinking wine. Vishina, and sleeping. Chamin, having warm water or hot water, either to drink or to bathe in. Vahakazazdam, and bloodletting. Shmoina, Mematimus, Hazer, there are eight things that make a person have less seed. Veiluhain, and these are they. Hamelach, salt. Vaharav, and being hungry. Vahanetek. And having leprosy, bechiyah crying, vishin agabikarka sleeping on the ground, vigadganiyos and turmeric, vikoshus and hops, shalavizmana if they were done at the wrong time. Because dam lamata kiflaim. If a person bloodlets below his uh, waist, so it has double the effect of him losing his seed. Tana, we learned in the Rishikishim shekoshu lamata kiflaim. Just like if you do below the waist, so it's doubly as bad. Kachyafa lamala kiflaim. But if you bloodlet above the waist, so it's doubly good. Amar Papa, Rav Papa says, we turn to Ayanam Abayz, page 70b, Lamata, what does it mean below? Lamata men abaytzim, below the testicles. Lamala, what does it mean above? Lamala men abaytzim, above the testicles. Vikashrus shalibizmana, so we said that if you have hops and you eat them at the wrong time, so it's not good. Tana, we learned that in Rav Papa, shalibizmana, just like it's bad if you eat it in the wrong time, kachyaf bizmana, it's good if it's eaten in the right time. Amar Papa, Rav Papa says, what is zmana? Tamuz, it's talking about in the month of Tamuz, in the summer months, shalibizmana teves, in the, in the winter months, is bad. However, if you eat it in the spring or in the autumn, it's neither good nor bad. Amarkis we get le ishti va achazai kardiakus, vikhazaramal tihtivu 
So we said in the Mishnah that if someone originally said to write a divorce document for his wife, and then he got drunk and this demon took him over, and then he says, no, don't write it. So we don't listen to his later words. So despite the fact that he's saying, don't give the get, of course we can give it, and Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish says, Lakish says, you can give it right away. Rabbi Yechanan, however, Rabbi Yechanan says, Rabbi Yechanan says, you can only write it after he comes back to his normal state. Meaning, of course, it's not considered that he's taken back what he said, but at this moment, he is not lucid enough for us to be able to give it for him on his behalf. My time the Rish Lakish, why does Rish Lakish say that it's fine to give it even now that he's drunk? The Katani, because we said in the Mishnah, that his words, his later words mean nothing. Rabbi Yechanan, Rabbi Yechanan will say, it's true that his words do not mean anything. When he becomes clear again, lucid again, we don't have to ask him again. But you still cannot write it until he becomes lucid. But my what are they arguing about? Rish Lakish says you can give it right away because it's considered like he's sleeping. He's just out of it. Rabbi Yechanan holds that as long as he's not lucid, as long as he's drunk, he's considered like a shaita, a fool, and a fool, a person who was originally married to Oresi, there was nothing wrong with him, and then he, be, he went out of his mind, he went insane. So at this point, you cannot give a get anymore, even if he said beforehand to give it. So this person who's drunk holds Rabbi Yechanan, it's considered like he is insane. Rabbi Yechanan, Ami, Lidmei So why doesn't Rabbi Yechanan compare him to someone who's sleeping? So answers, A person who's sleeping does not require anything to get him to be normal. This guy, so he's in a stupor, so he needs to he needs some kind of lean meat that's cooked on on coals. And we're like we're gonna see. Let's see what the Gemara continues. Rishlakish Nami, Lishaita. So why does Rishlakish say that we don't compare him to a to a insane person? Shaita Lasami Biyadon, Haisam Biyadon. No, you see, he holds because there's a difference between a person who's insane and an insane person. There's no way to help him. But this guy, it's very easy to help him. What's the way to help him? Bisra Sumka Limida Gumri that was uh, broiled over coals, and wine that's been watered down. Now the Gemara asks, Is it true that Rabbi Yechanan said this, that you only write it after he becomes lucid again? Behold, Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, Let's say someone, so two, or most of two of his simonim, meaning his throat, was was slit. Viramas, and then he hints to the fact that he wants his wife to be a uh, get written for him. No, so do we do? We indeed do write it. Vitani we learned in If let's say you see a guy who is cut up into pieces, or he's up on a stake, and he hinted at the fact that he wants this get to be written for his wife. I don't know. I guess maybe he did some kind of sign language. In this case, we do indeed give it. So what do we see? It seems that he's not lucid here. The guy's about to drop dead. He's, a, he's totally cut up. Nevertheless, we listen to him. So it's not like what Rabbi Yechanan is saying. The Gemara answers, no. What are you talking about? What's the comparison? No, it could be very well that he has completely, he's completely clear. He just doesn't have the ability to say what he wants to say properly. There's some kind of weakness that has begun in him. However, Hacha over here, this guy is completely drunk, he's out of it. So therefore, you have to wait until he's lucid again. Is it true that Shmuel said this, that he's considered alive, and therefore we go and we give him a get, in, if he says to give a get? Let's say his throat was slit, and he ran away, so we can testify about him that he died. And if it's true that he's considered alive and we can give a get, now that he's saying to give his get, then how can we testify to the fact that he's dead? Decide, is he alive or is he dead? 
Amri Chayhu. So Gemara says, what is the explanation of this? Actually, it's considered that he's alive. Alive enough that we can go and give a get. But we know that he is going to eventually die. There's no way he can survive. And therefore, you can later on testify to the fact that this guy died. So the Gemara says, if that's the case, that means that if someone would do this, let's say someone would slit someone else's throat, the guy's still moving, he's still around, he's still running around. But we know he's going to die. So in that case, a person should indeed have to go into Golas. Let's say he did that to him. But we have a Bryce that seems to say the opposite. If someone slit the throat of someone else and he's still moving around, so you don't go and go into Golas, meaning a person who does this unintentionally doesn't have to run away to the Irmikla, to the city of refuge. So the Gemara answers, no, we have a statement about that. Amar of Hoyshir, of Hoyshir says, We have to be worried that perhaps the wind uh, moved him around, and that's what caused him to die. Inami, who or he did something to bring his death closer. For instance, his body was writhing, and that's how he died, not because of the actual blow that the person did, the person who slit his throat. My benai, what's the difference between them practically? Ikabinai, we could have a practical difference as follows. The shakhtu based the shisha, upirches. If let's say he was in a place where there was no wind because it was a it was inside of a house that was made out of marble and the marble so prevents any wind from getting inside. But so there's no wind, but there is pirches, he did ride around. So in that case you have one without the other. And then we have another case. Ina, I mean another case, the shakhtu bibra vele pirches. He was killed outside. He slaughtered him, he slit his throat outside where there is wind, vele pirches, but he did not ride around. So basically the bottom line here, the point is that despite the fact that someone slit someone else's throat, heaven forbid, by accident, it's still not considered that he killed him since there are other factors that could have uh, provided for this death occurring. So let's say someone was no longer able to speak, but they asked him if he should, they should rather get for him. So we said in the Mishnah, if he nods and he does the, and he's able to constantly be able to respond correctly to the right questions, so then we know that he really means to give the get. Why don't we be afraid that perhaps he was seized by some kind of psychological disorder where he always answers no? Or some kind of psychological disease where he always answers yes? What we do is we go back and forth between questions of yes and no, and this way we can determine if he's just saying it or he's uh, psychologically impaired. Wait, maybe he's been seized by some kind of psychological disorder where he says yes, no, yes, no. So the Gemara answered, So we do is we ask him one question that the answer is no, then we ask him two questions that the answer is yes, and then we ask him two questions the answer is no, and one that the answer is yes. And this way, there's no kind of psychological pathology that's going to involve him uh, being able to guess the right order of yes and no. In the yeshiva, Rabbi Shemal, they learn as follows. What they do is they ask him questions that have to do with the summer and the days of the winter. They ask him something that has to do with the winter and the days of the summer. What's the question exactly that they're asking? If it has to do with, we ask him in the summertime, do you want some coats? We should be afraid that perhaps, despite the fact that it's hot outside, maybe he's been seized by a cold, by his cold. Or in the winter, Maybe maybe he's seized by something hot, and that's why he doesn't want coats. Ella beperi. So rather, what we ask him is, do you want certain fruits which are it's only seasonal to the winter? And we ask him that in the summer or summer fruits. We ask him in the winter, do you want this fruit? Meaning, would you like us to bring it to you? So if he responds and he knows that this is something that's not from the season, then then it's clear that he's completely lucid.